0: Across the galaxy, this is where conspiracy on the wild side meets the perspective of a lifetime. This is the Free Zone with your host, Freeman. Hello and welcome to the Free Zone. I would say that the phrase of our zeitgeist in the current society that we live in is, Let's go! But it's always said like that. In this hushed, (laughs) that kind of hurt my throat, (laughs) in this hushed kind of whispered yell that uh, shows us that we're eager to get going, but too afraid to actually express it. Let's go. We can't yell it. We got to say it like that. It's a very strange phenomenon I've been witnessing with our our current world. and And I try to understand where we're at, where we want to feel this release, but yet just can't we 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 are set back into a position where we want to just kind of hold that back and not really let ourselves go not really let this out not really feel that feeling of let's let's effing go right uh it's it's a place where we have been culled into just kind of brought down into this space where We can't fully express ourselves anymore. And it's understandable with all of the censorship and madness going on, how we would feel reluctant to actually yell, let's go and get it out and really do that. So we're going to look into this today. I promised you a little conspiracy therapy as we start to sort out what it is that we really want out of life and how to get there. I mean, that's the real situation that we're in. And taking it all in and and how much information we take in i don't know i assume you're like me an info junkie just taking it all in and then we have to deal with all this information without really an outlet to be able to even handle it so there is one person online that really gets down and gets this to you and helps you through these archetypal forces get you around into finding your your true purpose in life, which is the real key ingredient to all of this. And that wonderful person is Beth Martins. And she joins us here today. You can find her at BethMartins.com. And uh, we'll get into more of what she has going on with her book, Journey. We, of course, I hope many of you picked that up over the years. And uh, then the, the help that she's helping with giving... Uh, coaching to everyone to help us help others so let's get deep into this welcome to the free zone beth
1: thank you so much freeman i loved your intro that was fantastic and uh yes super happy to be here i was trying to remember the last time i don't know it feels like a year or more already but uh i was really excited when you got interested in the topic
0: yeah yeah it's uh it's it's near and dear to my heart. I mean, seriously, I take in way too much information. I sit here and I'm an info junkie. I can't stop. I, I try. I even have mouse arm. I mean, my arm, I need to shut this thing down. I need to stop taking it all in. But our world is so crazy right now that I just can't stop looking at it.
1: I hear you. It's it, it became a, a sort of condition or malady in the truth world. And I know I had it. I want to repeat, I know I've said this before on your show, but uh, you were the first positive person I could get information from. And boy, did that make a difference for me? Because every time I would listen to, you know, when I I was waking up and just coming to in 2016, 2015, 2016, it was all like not just doom and gloom, but terror. And that didn't help me at all. (laughs) But I found when I tuned in with you, the information was there. But you always had a positive trajectory. What I'm hearing right now in your voice, this you know, this willingness to get to the other side of whatever that is, and uh, and then I have a really specific experience. I was actually going to live stream about it tomorrow as well, a little bit. But uh, you know, in terms of everything that we've taken, and especially in the last now, I guess three and a half, going on four years, it has it created for me this full stop because i had taken in and taken in and taken in you know i've done 268 interviews since 2019 which is a lot for me uh you know just trying to get every little bit of information what what do we need to know what do we need to do you know always with this urgency there was you know two three interviews a week at a time in the law in health and always solutions that's something that you know I, i mirror your uh your platform that way that I, I'm not going to bring the fear porn. There's enough people doing that. If you need fear porn, you'll find that elsewhere. But I hit a point where it was a full stop for me. And not only could I not take in any information, it reflected in my physical, I couldn't take in any more food. I could no longer assimilate and digest. And I was very confused by that because I haven't seen my body do that for 30 years since I was in India. And so it even took me you know, a week or two weeks to tune in like something's not right here. And I have been fasting. I'd never in my life have fasted faced a lot of fears around not having food and you know they, they say oh yeah you know in two days you start eating each other if you're on a desert island stuck and you're just you know it's like no i've been pretty much seven weeks without without what people would consider to be food and here i am quite alive and feeling a heck of a lot better i want to say i'm not 100 percent done on the project it's going to be a long ongoing You know mindfulness it's causing me to make a lot of shifts and for sure it's causing me to take in less information which in a way had already been happening because that's what that's one of the effects that you want to have say for your listeners that have the same problem feeling like they're an info junkie is you want to start really vetting the the sources and not just you know it's kind of like when you go to the grocery store and you look at the Twinkies and then you look at the vegetable aisle or whatever and and you go yeah like I know that that always tastes good but leaves a bad taste in my mouth and leaves a bad taste in my gut I'm gonna start separating the wheat from the chaff and I'm gonna be very careful about where my information comes from so that I know the source is trusted and and then you reduce your intake and increase digestion. So how's that for first solution off the top?
0: Yeah. Uh I've definitely been thinking about fasting. And I did that the other day, sat there for most of the day, didn't eat and sat there like, can I do this? And and then I broke down and ate. Uh but I feel like I I do need that kind of purging of everything. Shut the computer off. Shut the Wi-Fi off. Everything. and But then I sit there and uh, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> I want some data. I need some more data. And I just can't stop myself. I, you know, I'll pop that computer back up no matter how much my mouse arm hurts. And, and start scrolling through my X feed again. You know, it's just like, God, stop. <laughs> stop.
1: Right, right. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, at some point, like, say, in my situation, my body um, forced the issue, right? Because I didn't feel like fasting either. I don't, I wasn't attracted to that idea, didn't know anything about it. But I came up with this metaphor as I was studying the law in the last years. And your body is like a kind of court. And if you're familiar with the public and the private domain no doubt that's come up quite a bit in the last while and to me i see the body more like the public domain like like a court system and then everything else all the subtle signs that you get the you know mild discomfort the anxiety the the restlessness the you know whatever emotions are coming up and repeated thoughts and all of that kind of thing that's more like the private, because it's it's easier to deal with, it's more organic, you have the freedom and the flexibility to do it. Whereas, when the matter goes to court, then judgments are made. And it gets a lot more complicated. And it gets a lot more uh, of a job, rather, you know, like a have to rather than a get to. And so that's a good metaphor. You don't, You don't you don't have to let all your matters go to court. It's always better to deal in the private right,
0: yeah, yeah, I, I think I get what you're saying. Uh,
1: I threw a lot in there, yeah
0: because <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the public private you you put these into male and female archetype stances, right
1: yes also exactly the 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 public is the masculine archetype the private is the feminine and uh it's also the left brain and the right brain so yeah there's uh it, it was actually a really beautiful awakening in the last years i, I keep saying that because it just all the revelations happened post more or less post-pandemic and seeing how those two energies are really a substratum uh, i consider them based on the last interview you and I did, I consider the masculine feminine to be primal archetypes. They're not ones you can choose like some of the other archetypes. And they determine so much and And they're a beautiful point of simplicity, which is always my aim, because we're dealing in such a hugely complex system, the world outside, of course, but the world inside, I would say is even infinitely more complex so anything that can be done to simplify and narrow down and and see that say many situations inside and outside could be. Just this even one archetype there's not really two archetypes there, because what I noticed is that they don't exist without each other. And it's the same with the public and the private, how if we start getting into some conspiracy therapy here, that we have been conditioned and programmed, and I'm talking to us here in the truth world, to hate the public, right? We hate the government, we hate the banks, we hate the laws that are on paper, not God's law. And that becomes a very great loss of energy that drains the life out of us because we're hating something internally to our own self that is just one part of a whole right so that we we think it's it's a perfect storm for for the criminals because we think we're hating them but we're really damaging ourself right
0: yeah it's so easy to be afraid right now I mean you go outside you're afraid that mosquitoes are carrying some weird thing Bill Gates put in them you're scared of these chemtrails that are coming down over us. Scared of, uh, you know, being around vaccinated or unvaccinated people. To you know, one or the other. You're fearing one or the other, right? It's right. just like we're scared. We're we're afraid of people right now. We're afraid to to socialize, connect, and bond. Uh, there's so many things in the way, and then there's all of the ideologies. Oh, my God, you know, like scared that you might say the wrong thing or that you don't care or you're mad that you can't say these things, just like the let's go kind of thing where you can't actually yell it, but you have to express yourself in some way. So it's 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 frightening for most people, I think, uh, to, to even just go outside and, and be sociable.
1: Mm -hmm, Maybe I'm wrong.
0: I don't know. Uh, Maybe I just take in all this info.
1: (laughs) Right. Yeah, probably varying degrees. And then I would come back to uh, vetting as a solution for that because the, you know, not not only the information you take in. So, you know, there were just so many things that you could see it was a wall of fear. You could see it, it was viral. That meant it's not organic. It's not coming from the private likely coming from the public and, you know, in terms of being afraid to connect and bond, this to me always comes down to a lack of knowledge that we're just never taught how we can choose our people based on our values, based on our goals, the things that we wanna see happen in our lives. And especially in the truth and conspiracy world, we're just kind of thrown in to this soup because we don't like poison injections and we don't like face muzzles and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. So we're just thrown in this soup, but, but it doesn't mean that they are your people. And so, you know, that the ability to connect and bond really does depend on you being around, you know, at least a small handful of your people. And this is something that I've found has saved me incredible amounts of pain and grief. And uh, I'm not going to pretend there hasn't been isolation. I I lead a a weird double life where in my own hometown here, it is kind of isolating. I've had lots of people cancel me, you know, like I had a little wave of they liked me and then they don't like me again. And, uh, you know, I, I tried to make friends with Christians. They don't like me and canceled me, like actively wrote me letters saying, I don't want to ever see you and and that kind of thing. And then, and then the other side of, of life being so incredibly full of like-minded people, why? Because I choose them. And I, like your intro, you know, I will yell out, let's go in a very specific way so that I identify myself. So I show myself and I, you know, not necessarily expose and reveal and make myself vulnerable when I'm going through hard times. I actually don't believe in that. I, I think you should share your hard times when you're past them and you have something to offer people about that. But when I say let's go, the wrong people who don't resonate, you know, with the tone and the values and all of that kind of stuff, they go like, oh, Beth Martins is crap and, or, a, or a man, <laughs> being accused of being a man. And <laughs> uh, and then they just fall themselves away and they're no trouble to me whatsoever. They don't challenge me. They don't engage with me. And then on the other side, the people, the right people just come in. Same thing with my courses and my trainings and the House of Free Will, um, which is my ministry, my private domain ministry. I might I might have to can the word ministry, by the way. That because they're all so carefully vetted, they have to apply, they have to demonstrate the right values. Not that I'm, you know, like sitting there being the judge, but I just want to know that we're related. Could we actually be brothers and sisters in the same household, even if it's a symbolic household or not? And so this has saved me from the, like that true depth of isolation that I think is happening in the truth world right now.
0: Well, I am trying to find those people. And like you, uh, I've been shunned by all of my neighbors. Uh, I never know when I'm getting weird. I really don't. I think I'm helping, you know. Uh, told one neighbor about the vaccinations back in uh, 2020, you know, right at the beginning of all this. And tried to explain. He never spoke to me again. Uh, Mm -hmm. mentioned Alex Jones to the wrong neighbor he literally lifted me up and carried me out of his yard Uh, (gasps) I didn't even say I liked Alex you know I just said that we were on TV together you know and next thing I know I'm being escorted off the property like oh my god and I'm like well please you know just tell me why I just want to understand why and he's like, I don't have to explain myself to you in my own yard. And I'm like, well, no, you don't. But, you know, I, damn, I'm curious. I still want to know, you know, like, what is it? Like, <laughs> it's crazy. So I don't know how to find uh, people. Right? I'm not a drinker. I, I don't know what to do to go out and socialize and and, and find people. I, I I'm not used to this real world life, OK, because I've lived my whole life as a nomad, and I'm just constantly interacting, constantly being in life and just, but now that I'm like stationary, I really don't know how to function. <laughs> Not to make this about me, but I figure it'll help others too.
1: Absolutely, yeah. There's more, more than just you going through that. And so, yeah, The so here's what I would say to other people, because you don't have this problem, but I'll, I'll, I'll look at that as well for, from a different perspective. And for the most part, it is a lack of, back to your intro, there's no shout out. There's no like risking putting yourself out there, risking sharing your voice, risking sharing your opinions, knowing that there's going to be a whole bunch of people that don't like them, but there might be some or one or two or a handful that do resonate. So For those that you know they're afraid to speak they're afraid to share what their perspective is then this is the cure to to get past that fear that that's my domain that's what i'm doing all day long helping people to let go of as a coach and and to just risk putting yourself out there risk the attacks like you got carried off because just mentioning somebody's name uh, usually, it's not that bad, thanks to the internet. You know, it's not going to be a physical assault. Could be an emotional, spiritual assault. It, you know, words words definitely can penetrate. And, uh, but that's all part of that journey. In and it's easy to say when you know the, that the pain of that isn't there. I know the pain is very real, and I have a lot of compassion for that. Every time I get canceled or rejected, I have to go through something. I do feel like I'm becoming an expert at that. <laughs> like that's something God has really trained me for. And and you start, there's two things that happen. You start gaining some resilience because every time you don't die, when you get rejected, you prove to yourself that, you know, the programming that says you are going to die or nobody's going to love you, or you're not going to be in control of your life, or you can't be one with yourself or anyone or anything like that, then then you see like, oh, it was lying to me. Oh, there was an illusion of some threat that isn't really there. And yeah, I got to lick my wounds, but it's not the end of the world. And so that's what I would say to other people. Now, now what I'm hearing on your side is possibly that when it comes to doing this hard work of going through those firewalls, and uh, neighbors are tricky because you've got it's location, right? They're just right there, and they might be absolutely the wrong person, which it sounds like both of those were. But if you have a very strong purpose, you said that word earlier, behind why you're going to face the injection uh, rejection, and don't face the injection, by the way, and, uh, and make yourself available, more available to the next level available for your people. Like Freeman, in, in 2016, I tried so hard to reach you. I tried to find you. I really wanted to talk to you. I didn't know anybody else in the world at that point. Well, I had one friend. And I just didn't know anybody who was really in the know. And, and I, I tried to engage. And, you know, for whatever reason, I wasn't successful. That's a little bit off point. But, but if you have a very strong foundation of purpose, you know exactly why you're making the risks then it gets you through those harder moments. And then you're giving God a message. Every time you risk, you're saying, okay, I'm coming, right? I'm coming. I don't know what this is going to look like. I have no idea if it's going to work or it's going to fail. If I'm going you know, to uh, take all this risk and I'll still be isolated or worse. But if you have that foundation of purpose, you know exactly why you're doing it. Then it sustains and it keeps you going and again brings the good kind of resilience.
0: Now, to put this on the opposite, and I appreciate that, uh, but to put this on the opposite side of the spectrum, while watching the Million Man March for Kids uh, in Canada, I mean, what I see. Well, I mean, one—if I could just joke about it for a second—it was the anti standing on the side of the LGBTQ community, uh, screaming "Go home, fascists!" while attacking people. And <laughs> I just—I couldn't figure out who was on which side of this argument. But what I find the most fascinating is just these—the chanting the the repetitive chanting that they would do as if this was something. I mean, hmm. it, it, when when people gather like this in and in a communal idea, um, you know, I can't I couldn't tell whether that march was for the LGBTQ or against it. I, could, I just couldn't tell. Uh, but yet you get these people that all gather together. They all feel like they're in unison and they're all chanting the same phrases over and over again, thinking that this is going to to change something you know if they feel like they have a purpose doing this and i i'm like what what is your purpose what what is your goal what do you hope to achieve with this it didn't make any sense to me at all and i've seen this in all protests
1: that's brilliant freeman because what you're describing is fake purpose empty purpose and it's it comes through that group think and that's amazing. You you tuned in with the chanting thing because to me that's hypnosis. We, you know, you're doing it to yourself as as you chant, and it ties into the theme that I've been speaking about the uh, ascension madness <laughs> kind of thing. And uh, this hypnosis, what it does is it it numbs you out and it dumbs you down. I had a roommate uh, die of cancer this way. She was chanting and chanting in the, uh, I think, guy Buddhist community, and her friends told her, "Don't go, you know, for treatments," which I actually kind of agreed with when the, on the medical side. Um, you know, you don't need anything; you just need to chant. And so she chanted her brains out. I know, <laughs> and then she died. And. You know, to me, it was like a, it it created this dynamic of, and I've actually mapped out five stages of this dynamic just to kind of detail it down, where in that, you know, like the, the chanting is a kind of ascension madness, right? That that's, it's, it, it appears to be raising power and you feel so strong and every time The words come out of your mouth they're drenched in emotion it brings up emotion because you're in that collective situation that's in that that, like protest setting in canada here you're you're in that collective emotion it it compounds and becomes uh even stronger and more blinding right and and it, it you know so there's there's these five stages i mapped out that the first stage of this what is really truly, um, you know, a hypnosis rather than, um, an, a, 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 an awakening of some kind is, you know, you, it's, it's, you get blissed out your, your mind is consumed. It's basically busy repeating words. So you can't really fit a whole lot of other thoughts in there. So there's the, the rest from the thinking mind. And uh, people call that peace, and it, there can be a peace element to it. Peace is not the destination, by the way. In a more extreme case, what that peace really becomes or can even be is apathy. right? You don't yeah. care. you're not you're not you, you've got this this fake purpose, this fake mis- mission, this fake uh, illusion of unity. I could talk about unity for a long time. That's one of my pet peeves right there. Um, when, when apathy goes to the next level, it becomes no empathy, that you literally are not in touch with the feelings of the other. You cannot absorb or be aware of how the other is feeling. Like when, when you told your neighbor about the, the poison injections, you probably instantly saw she didn't like that information, right? You had empathy for her, for her response. When apathy goes to the next level, it becomes dissociation.
0: So then so, I would want to start beating it into them, right? Like if I were on the opposite of my spectrum, then when, when they didn't uh, uh, accept my information, I, I, if I were a lesser person or if I you know, had uh, less integrity or whatever, empathy, uh, I would have tried to force them to believe me.
1: Right, and that's that's exactly where it's headed because the next stage after dissociation, when there's literally no communication between you and your being, it turns into psychopathy. Yes, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's why it's so dangerous. It seems it seems harmless enough, and I've had to take a really good look at. I've got four CDs full of mantras and you know just to see like what is the actual effect that i'm creating for myself and listeners through this and i've come to some good answers around that i'm back into music i got a really fancy guitar on deliver right now pretty excited yeah yeah special edition ibanez through do you know tim hansen no uh he's my my son is a fan of polyphia and uh and this is just a, a very young, like holy mackerel, guitar player. I'm pretty yeah. sure he's got Satan on his side or something like that because it's it's got that you know magical element to it. I shouldn't say that. Uh, n- that's not a claim. Just you know, he, he's off the charts. And then so he's he's made signature guitars through Ibanez and and this is one of those. Anyway, I just had to. Right. <laughs> I am familiar
0: with Polyphia and
1: the oh. amazing guitar talents. Yes. Ah, good, good. Yeah, that's. I just pretty... didn't know the name. Right, right. But back to your point, yes, exactly. So that that's that can be where that stuff is headed, and um, and you know you might say like, well, why why do we have this inclination towards what say in the spiritual world? If you using the word ascension, that's that's more of the paradigm of all of these religions. You know, in my training in India, um, every New Age modality, it's all about rising and, you know, the Phoenix from the ashes and getting higher and higher and higher and going from 3D to 5D and all this kind of stuff. And it sounds good. Why? Because we like high energy. And that's, that's part of the malaise of the conspiracy world is that in, when you're noticing the lies and you're not so gullible, just, you know, taking everything in anymore, you actually do have to rise up into the higher end of the emotional scale to do that. You have to get past the fear of seeing and knowing about scary stuff. And so that gets you into a higher realm. And, and, and the tendency is to like that and to cling to it. You know, the higher realm is full of lust. And anger and pride. If you're fortunate, you you keep going up to courage, acceptance, and peace. But, and that's where, that's where the more spiritual world gets stuck in, in courage, acceptance, and peace. We don't think of those as stuck experiences. But what I have learned over the course of my career is that all of the human experience has fear programming underneath it until it doesn't. And especially because of the the depths, you know, we're born into slavery. We are indoctrinated from the moment of birth all through our school years. If we had to go through that, you know, our work life is just a mirror of that same system. We have to interact on a regular basis with this beast that has no compassion, that has actually gone to psychopathy, right? That would be more of the power ascension a whole other dimension that's more the king hero side of things where there's never enough power there's never enough control there's never a that hunger is never satisfied and so they keep reaching for more and more and more and they become monsters in the in the process um and so, the reasons just to come back to, you know, what, why is there this huge impetus to ascend and, and get out of the human experience essentially is all of the programmings that tell us we're not good enough, that we can't win no matter what we do, that we're not in control, that we can't survive. Uh, the basic paradigm that lack is, is the truth of how our world and realm. Uh, works and functions, um, the fear of taking responsibility, the fear of taking risk, the fear of making conscious choices and creating something um, to basically, in a nutshell, to divorce ourselves from pain. And this is something that is not popular, Freeman. <laughs> right. right? people don't want to feel their pain and it's understandable that's something that you you know you can't be angry at someone or or call them out or anything like that that they don't want to feel their pain but you can see the destruction that comes of it because they just keep not being there with the experience that is right this is this whole thing even though it's all fear programmed is the gift from god i don't know if i'm repeating myself but there was a point in the pandemic when i was just really studying the inner experience things were at such a height canada was a absolute shit show if you don't mind me swearing it's about to be again they're threatening us with everything uh, it's been the worst here. And and then I'm I'm praying to God and feeling all this pain. And I and I'm aware that all the levels of, of human experience have this, you know, kind of pain-fear programming. And I just said, God, why? <laughs> why so much? Why did you create so much pain? Is is the question that I asked. And I waited, and I and I heard this in exactly so many words. Every so often the prayers get answered back in, in, in uh technicolor. And and it said, Beth, all of the experiences are doors. Yes, right to yeah. free to freedom and a direct relationship with me.
0: See, that was always my goal, right? Like when I bring out this information to the world, as you noted, uh, I'm not seeking you to go out and fight it. Like I want you to take in this information so that you would then turn in another direction and try to find a way and what happens is people find out these nefarious actions of the elites or the governments or whatever and then they want justice and they just uh, embroil themselves deeper and deeper into the game they're trying to find a hero a solution uh, anything within the system that they can then uh you know let's put hillary in guantanamo let's have jasara let's uh You know, there's all these. Oh, God. I mean, with the with the Trump Biden situation right now and uh, people acting like Trump's the hero and Biden the villain. And, you know, I don't believe in either. But yet what happens is everybody stays in the, the mentality. They learn these things. And instead of saying, oh, okay, the world is not what I think, which, of course, causes the stages of grief when you finally wake up to all of this. And then you want solutions, but instead of turning away from the system that, that has you imprisoned, you instead try to to manipulate the system to try and work in your favor. And everybody gets into a battle, a game even. It looks like sports teams. Well, my team will, will do this and save all of that. And my team, that team's just awful or, you know, you even, pro wrestling or whatever. You know, it's just a show. And it was always my hope that when people took in this information, that they would then just turn away from the entire system or start to at least and and start to move uh, out of it. But it turns out that more people want to get into the game, want to get into the fight.
1: Right. Oh, wow. You said a lot there. Um, The turning in a different direction is actually the punchline. I'll come back to that. Uh, the 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 desire to find a hero. Oh my gosh, I can so relate to that. Like every time, I uh, m- yeah, I was when I was looking for interviews. It wasn't just an interview. I was looking for the guru, the one who can show us the way and lead us out of Egypt, <laughs> right? Like, are you my Moses? Are you my Moses? And uh, and then I got cured of it be- from disillusionment because none of them, of course. Could measure up to the standards, and, and in some cases, very quite the opposite. How you would see in reality, they have no credibility. They've done nothing. They're spouting and they're grifting, and uh, you know they're. I won't go on and on. I had I had a lot of experiences going down those rabbit holes, and it cured me of looking for that hero, and uh, you know then then I then I turned. But my turn, the different direction there was, was just looking for information for what's real. <laughs> I need something real, right? I, you, there's so much crap, there's so, it's almost like there's more propaganda created for the truth movement than there is for the normal people. They're really simple, they just get a meme like, you know, do this and do that and they're good. But we're complex when <laughs> we think and we research and all, is. So it's gotta be all this like windy snake stuff. And so, yeah, the the looking looking for the hero, this is a cliche, I know you know, and everybody kind of knows, but we are the hero in our own story, we don't get out of that. That is inborn, that's archetypal, hardwired, God put us all on our hero's journey, and we only have the choice to either accept and go on the journey, or to refuse the call. And refusing the call is on the hero's journey. So you didn't really get out of it. You just get to be stuck in that way. Um, the, the desire to have people turn away. This is very interesting, highly nuanced. I hope you don't mind if I go off on this again. And it it can come back to the same thing that, okay, there's that beast who's like murderous and pillaging and raping and doing all of this really awful stuff. And of course... Um, you don't want to you don't want to stay fixed and hypnotized, right and have all of that content continuously in your head. I noticed early on when I took in a lot of that content, I would have to detox continuously. you know, I'd go to bed with bad visions. I don't even want to say so I don't I don't plant that in anybody's head and uh, and so it it really did cure me of like, okay, I know that's happening, I'm not afraid to know that's happening anymore that's a step up, but neither do I have to consume that and make that part of the fabric of my own thinking and and ultimately you know my body, my heart, my mind and and then there's also just just that element of turning away from and um so. So recently, I've been down this private domain rabbit hole because it had the most promise of anything. Um, in all of my law interviews, I was able to come to a conclusion, which was a miracle. <laughs> I didn't think it was gonna happen. I went to bed with a question mark on my head. I woke up with a question mark on my head. It was you know, just disappointment at every, at every turn. But I did finally resolve and, and get clear in myself that there are two solutions in law. One of them is called court procedure. And this is something that personally, I will avoid, like the plague, not learning about it, but actually being in court. I will go out of my way to handle my matters in private. And um, but nonetheless, not everybody has that choice. We saw a lot of people got pulled in here in Canada. like there's been court case after court case after court case of people who were like, you know, beaten at a rally. And then they were charged, and they're driven out of town, and they're you know like just like totally abused. But then they they have the charges, and they had they were in court. They couldn't they couldn't sidestep it. So without that basic knowledge of court procedure, they are lost. And in the hands of lawyers, you you must know already. It's way worse for you. But if you don't have the knowledge, then they're they're going to kill you because. They've got the upper hand, and they they don't mind, you know, the lying and the corruption, and uh, the the cashiers waiting for their dollars, right? So so you, you got to be very very aware, not just aware but knowledgeable in that case. And then the 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 other conclusion was to, and that that's about ten percent of the energy that I would give it, and unless in, in I'm in a situation, then I would be forced to give more. But ninety percent of my energy is going into the private. Right, to to know what the private domain is because we're quite blind to it. We have been mind-wiped of it. We don't know what it exists. We're like fish in water swimming around looking for the water, and we think it's not there, but it's right there. So just even knowing it, getting that in your blood and your bones, being able to distinguish what what private is, and and then building there, building relationships, strategic alliances. Sharing resources, sharing, you know, my, my recent health thing was actually a really beautiful demonstration of how I've done that in the health world over the years, always networking, always getting to know practitioners, getting vetting practitioners, I'm a broken record with with vetting and seeing like, who's the real deal, who gets lasting results, who has integrity over time, who's not just like a flash in the pan, but is committed to this throughout their their life that it's a mission and a purpose for them and and then so by the time i needed somebody i was very ready and i had i had some uh amazing people to assist me during that time i would have been lost i might have been you know i don't want to be too dramatic i might have been dead just of the whole thing i didn't know up from down at times and so then the 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 turning in a different direction to me is the ultimate goal, and that's the cure to ascension madness. If I keep calling it that, whatever way we're doing it, you know, from that like political power side, or from the spiritual side, or from the you know wanting to win over the bad guys side, more in the conspiracy world, the the ultimate goal and the cure to that. If I cut right to the end of the presentation is to turn in a different direction, not necessarily turning away, but to change your ways, to to demonstrate like not only feeling and thinking differently, but acting differently and being in relationships in a different way, right? That's the true, what, you know, In, in the alternative to ascension is redemption. And, and how do you achieve redemption is through repentance. And I know that word is prickly because people have a lot of allergy to any kind of Christian terminology. I don't anymore, so I'm, I'm just using it freely because my words are all the words that come out of my mouth, they're my words. <laughs> And, uh, but in reality, what does that mean? It just means doing something different. So, you were, you know, you, I was working with a client earlier and and she suddenly woke up to some harm she'd been causing her children. As mothers, we all did that. (laughs) It's, or as parents, and any parent, it can be, I think, strong for mothers uh, as well. And, and then what ends up happening, the bypass, the way out of the actual, you know, repentance is that we beat the crap out of ourselves or we or we continue you know to could be harm them or others or um whatever the situation is and and so this is this is the goal now many people know if you just simply try to cut to the end without really going through the experience that god's presenting you uh it doesn't stick it becomes an act of willpower like okay, I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat today. I'm not going to eat today. And it's like, okay, I'm eating. <laughs> here I am. And it it doesn't work and it's not sustainable and it drains life energy. So that's why there's a whole bunch of steps in between that I'm I'm hoping to share maybe in your, I don't know if we're coming up on the hour here, but uh, there's more.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And uh, I definitely want to do that. Yeah, you shared a great story. I think the the man's name was Lester um and it it really made me reflect on myself because when you are making these changes it really is baby steps and you have to uh continually do it continually uh um uh, monitor yourself and and when you're losing going off in a spiral of anxiety or something of that nature um when you find that you're actually just fine like your life really is just fine and then you start to fill in these anxiety points and you kind of get addicted to worry and then you decide like uh i think his name was lester he he decided what was it
1: lester Levinson.
0: yeah yeah and you you suddenly decide wait a minute i could try not feeling this and and start to release all of these anxieties start but it takes constant uh monitoring of yourself to you know when you start to feel those those feel, feelings again of anxiety and start to worry again and uh so i i've I, i've it, it struck me when you told that story and i don't know if that there's something that we can relate to the audience with, with that um
1: can you remember which story it was
0: yeah i'm trying
1: <laughs> yeah there was uh, there's it, a bunch of his
0: it was um, it was just the idea of you know what? I'm not going to worry about this now. I'm not going to worry anymore. I'm going to try and find my way um, outside of the anxiety. God, I, I had this in my mind yesterday <laughs> when I was listening and it, it, it hits so hard with me because I constantly find myself in states of anxiety and not knowing what to do and where to go or how to change and Uh, you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm the worst for taking my own advice of asking, you know, am I okay right now? And yes, everything's doing fine right now. But then, um, if you can then take it and, and just find, find your bliss Find I don't know. I, I, I I guess I kind of lost that one. Sorry.
1: No, that's okay. And and there's a really good point there about um, so that you got a missing link when it's when you try to go from that experience of say anxiety, into finding your bliss, it what ends up happening at best, it becomes a bypass. And a bypass is when you suppress the anxiety so that you don't feel it anymore. And then we call it bliss, or we call it okay, or that kind of thing. And so the missing step is rather than to, I'm doing a stream tomorrow called Coming Home, you'll probably find it as a recording of my thing. And the I found a great meme, and <laughs> just sparked this thing talking about home. And home is where you no longer need to escape. And when the very difficult feeling of anxiety comes up or any of the other difficult experiences, our knee-jerk reaction and our training is to um, you know, try to get rid of it, try to get away from it, try to control it, try to stop it. And all of that is actually driven by a program. And what it does is lend energy to the power of suppression. And so that's why it can be so draining and so daunting to continuously just remind myself, oh, am I okay? Yeah, I'm okay. Well, I shouldn't feel like this. I'll just, right. I'll just stuff that again. Um, anxiety, by the way, is is in my experience hundred percent of the time suppressed fear. So you get you get the high level, or not the high level, but you get the this by the time the signal reaches you, it's it's muted, and it has no um, particular attachments to say circumstances, it can come for no reason at any time. It's just there. And it's, it's really just that, you know, the, the deeper fear is trying to come up. It's, it's ask it's humbly asking for your attention, saying me now is it, is it time for me now? Could I come up? And, uh, for, for your freedom, not to torture you. Yes. Feeling the deeper fear is very painful. But that allergy to pain has made us, unfortunately, allergic to ourselves. And so we end up just rejecting all of our inner experiences. And, and uh, you know, ultimately, you have to numb out because nobody can exist 24-7 in a, in a fear state that they're aware of, right? That starts to short out the nervous system. It, you ride the adrenals, which I'm very aware of now. And uh, and so the only the only way out is through, right? Just to throw another cliche at you, and and really ultimately it's incredibly simple, but it can be very difficult to start. Is is to just allow the experience that's coming up to rise all the way, and then you'll become the witness of all of its threats, and it's going to yell at you saying, "You're going to die, you're not in control." And, nobody loves you and you know that can come from all angles whether it's you can't get your own love or you can't get the love of somebody who's even passed in your life or you you're projecting that you can't have that love or you know the flip side of being afraid to die is actually wanting to die but it's it's identical so it will come up with all kinds of threats. You're not in control, you're being controlled. Something bad is gonna happen if you feel this fear. And so you need to be able to feel it and sense those threats and see them for what they are, not through a couple of doors where you're removed from it, but you're just face-to-face with that program yelling at you. And then, and then you look at it and, and you say, well, did I create you or did you create me? Right, some points Some points of discrimination. And and talking to it as if it's another being, but really it's not. So that's really just, it's a technique, not the truth of it. So that's actually very important. These are not entities we're dealing with, although that can be another big subject. And And then, so once you face it and you're like, okay, bring it on, right? When I was sick, you would not believe the river of death that came through me oh my gosh, like, intense. And, and there came a point because I'm a Scorpio. <laughs> I had recently had my chart read. I, I never do. I think that was the first time in like five years. And, and then, so we have this relationship with death. I'm one of the, you know, one of the less common people that doesn't mind talking about death. And, and I had to face my death 20 years ago. And I had to face my death every day since then, by the way. and, and then you know, then there was this just this like bring it on energy. I've been through so much of it, it did not kill me. I know for a fact that even if it took my body out, I don't die. I know that a hundred percent. And it was just this bring it on, okay, coming through. Oh, more coming through, more coming through, and then coming out the other side victorious, right? all yeah, the threats yeah. were all the threats were empty and and the victory isn't just that the victory has a palpable experience called freedom right so it, it's unmistakable nobody has to convince you you don't have to believe it it's it's just like bl- blare, glaringly obvious and that is where you're in direct communion with your creator You always are, but we don't feel it, right? We don't perceive it, and that's where you can go to the source for okay. What next, God? You know, humble yourself before God. Uh, You know, I know people don't like the concept of sin, but it's it's just basically what wrong direction were you going in? It's going to teach you right away. Ah, right. That's where I'm perpetuating this pain um, at whatever level, right? Whatever insights is going to be unique for everybody. And so that's my big story on that.
0: Absolutely. Yes, when you're confronting it up front, it's always so much more powerful for your soul than when you're just off just sensing it and not actually confronting it when it's right in front of you. That's when you feel your true soul's power and your purpose and all of this. So we'll we'll move this over into the members section and start to get into the therapy, start to really find the the solutions and and the methodologies to to get yourself back into yourself, And because we're all lost right now. I mean, there's so much going on. I mean, today is 9.23, and supposedly the world ends today, so we'll see. I mean, it's chronic, it's constant that we have these fears continually put into us, And it's intentional. You got to realize that, that all of this is intended to uh, cause you to go into despair, to, to go into inaction, to, uh, not change, to, to feel the fight or flight constantly. And, uh, yeah, it being 923, there's a lot, I don't know if you've heard this, Beth, but there are a lot of uh, reports, there were a lot of movies that included the number 923 as an end-of-the-world scenario script, so here we are, uh, but we're still here, guys, so, you know, it's it's this chronic fear that we're dealing with, the constant input, just influx, oh my god, it's just non-stop uh, all over the place from... January 6th, there's getting put in prison for 18 years, you're scared to talk and show up and change. Uh, We have, you know, the all the the pandemic stuff returning and the fear of all of that and the fear of what will happen if I don't wear a mask. And it's just chronic, guys. It's and it's meant to be and it's going to continue to be. Until we decide that we no longer want to deal with that and start to go to another direction. Stop fighting the fight. Stop trying to fix the the system that's broke because it doesn't help. And then come into true communion with your creator because that will guide you every time. That has been my synchronistic life that really showed me that. And that was the one point that I wanted to bring to the conspiratorial worlds and and share with with them, because most of these guys that are giving you these bad news have never experienced synchronicity. They've never experienced the nomadic life. They've never seen God in their lives where unless it's something horrible happening to them and then they find God. Uh, But when you're in a synchronistic path and everything's going perfectly and you can't believe how well and how many amazing people you run into, and how this changes your world and your life and everything around you. Most people don't experience that. Most uh, don't have the opportunity to just lay down their life and go be a nomad. And so I, I try to bring that story back to you because I did get to experience that. And now I'm on the opposite side of the spectrum. I'm I'm in my own little hole and I don't know what to do. I don't know how to exist in the real world Uh and I, I want to feel that true divine connection again so badly that, I mean, I might just get in my car and just start driving. Why not? You know, go <laughs> see. But where we're at in the world today, it, it seems so scary to be out there. We're watching all this violence and crime and uh, just, I mean, it's just nonstop. If you're taking in all that data, it it just stunts you. It makes you not want to go out and it makes you not want to travel and explore, it makes you afraid of all those experiences that are just waiting for you to have. And yet you just sit there and do nothing or don't experience anything outside of your day-to-day existence. And uh so fi- we're going to find our purpose, and we're going to discuss that on the other side. But before we do so, Beth, let's tell everybody how to find all this great stuff. I'm really kind of sad that I missed out on the opportunity, Uh, and I'm sure there'll be another, so let me know of getting in on your coaching. I think that might be a good occupation for me. I don't know. I, I think I'd be good at it though. Oh my
1: gosh, it's not too late, Freeman. It's not too late. And okay. uh, yeah, so I, I will share a little bit about that uh, Journey Code co- coaching certification training is what I created instead of crying on the floor and dying in 2020 when I thought my you know career was over, basically. And I, I asked God, what could I create right now that would be of service to people where they're at, you know, given everybody was losing their jobs and the economy was crashing and, uh, and would also give me strong purpose right now. And so this idea, I knew I was going to train coaches eventually, I thought maybe in a decade or two, cause I wasn't qualified, quote unquote. And, uh, and God just says it's now do it. And so I set out to create a seven month training is what it turned into be because there's, uh, you know, I'll say a huge amount that goes into what being a good coach actually means and looks like. And uh, and then so it's a way for people to commune. It is a, a discrete number of people hand chosen. These people are, uh, you know, usually not beginners. They're not asking the hard questions for the first time. They've had some life experience. They're not afraid to go inside. That's actually a main a major requirement of it. Uh, you know, to at least look and start feeling. And then they learn the um, the the top nine tools and techniques that I've used consistently over the years. If your audience doesn't know me yet, I'm a cancer survivor 20 years ago. I thought I was gonna drop dead altogether. So I sifted out what what has consistently worked for me and that I've used on a regular basis and put that into the first nine modules. And then the next section are is the hero's journey and the eight archetypes that map that out that you and I've talked about that I write about in my book, Journey, which people can find at my website. And um, then the last section is the principles of what really good coaching means because I've been through this a lot. I've had a lot of coaches and I started off a baby not really having any skills but having the will so i made all the mistakes and i saw all the results of all the mistakes so i get to share all of that in the last seven modules on on the good principles and then the participants are continuously coaching each other one of the most amazing side effects and this is a um, symptom of the private domain where this training is by the way in in my association is that the relationships become incredibly powerful within the group, because they are setting out to take risks. It's the biggest, because this is the hero's journey. You're not just wanting to solve your own problems, you are setting out to help others. And so your standard goes way up and the magnification of what you have to release in order to get to that place where you feel like you've got that to give back is, is um, the stakes are way higher. So they do the most amount of work. They do take the most amount of risks. And as a result, they come together in really beautiful, amazing, magical ways that outlive the training. All of the groups, this is now my fifth training that I'm running. And they have, Almost always stayed related on their own. They still have a weekly group or they still have a get together or four of them are moving to Costa Rica together. And, you know, so this is, this is very exciting for me to watch. I don't engineer that. It happens naturally and organically. So the training just started yesterday. That means that there's only one class missed. Everything is recorded. And so you really effectively don't miss anything. You've got a a huge body of materials online to access as you go through, and uh, private forum, private telegram group to facilitate those relationships, and a bunch of bonus courses like the um, how to work with Goals in the magic of Goals, the King Hero's Journey, which is a deep dive right into the eight archetypes, um, and the uh, primal power that you and I talked about in the last interviews also included where you get the masculine, feminine, victim, prostitute, and child archetype work as well. So that's that's going on. And yeah, it's not too late. So if, if you or any one of your listeners want to have a conversation with me, it is by application only. So it's not something you can't just come along and click the button. But if you go to my website, BethMartins.com, you will see the tab called Journey Code. And you can see all of the details there, some good videos, uh, explaining the ins and outs. I did a, a great open house where there's a ton of great questions. And so you can learn a lot about that. And then a conversation with me will help you know if you're ready for this or not.
0: Fantastic.
1: Right on. Thank you. And, uh, and then so if you haven't yet done the King Hero quiz at my website, it's fun because in 10 minutes you can find out where on the hero's journey you are, what your primary archetype right now is, what are the main challenges that you're facing and the main gifts that you have in order to face those challenges. Um, I would also love to invite your listeners to apply to the House of Free Will if they feel called. They're looking for brothers and sisters of like mind and uh, and want to be part of this. I'm only a year old now. I still feel like a, a barely a toddler, not even really on walk in yet, but uh, it's it's a, a beautiful thing just to get into that private and know that nobody can come and interfere with any of your dealings not with me and not with the members with each other so that's pretty fun the coaching guild is there the law guild is there i'm a little bit on the fence about the law guild just because i came to my conclusions and it feels like the project is done but the the ministry now has a library i believe there's up to more than 30 workshops that i've done in the last hosted guests for all solutions oriented whether in law in health in spirituality. Uh, there's one of the workshops by me, it's all free to all of the members that what they get for very small uh, monthly donation can be as small as $3 is off the charts. It's way over giving. But I just want to build this community and establish the um, the relationships is the important part to me. Uh, I was going to say for um, for your members, maybe I should save that for the second the second hour, but if anybody wants to reach out to me and say hi, you can uh, message me from my website again, BethMartins.com with an ENS. Uh, there are courses you can do all by yourself if you if you feel like you just want to like touch base. You can do a Find Your Sacred Purpose course. You can do the Primal Power course, and there are um, there's one that you can base. It's a basically get started, and the name is um, escaping me right now. So forgive me. <laughs> but I think that's I think that's pretty much it. Again, my book is there. That's a really good place to start with my work. If you're curious, if anything of this resonates with you, I get reports. I'm I'm not just blowing blowing uh, smoke up my butt, but I get reports all the time that people are reading and rereading and rereading, and that often there's something that is just a showstopper for them. Something they didn't see about themselves. And they all of a sudden do. And that's a game changer when you see, right? That's the the whole premise of the work I'm doing is to bring the conscious in, the unconscious into conscious awareness where you can make decisions about it, not just be the victim to the unconscious programming. So yeah, my book is a is a really good place to start.
0: Fantastic. Yeah. I I'm definitely gonna take the the King Hero test and see where I'm at. Uh, I can't believe I hadn't noticed that before. So I'll look forward to that. I like to find out about myself and, uh, joining this course sounds amazing. So yeah, we will definitely share all that links for you guys there, uh, for you to go check it out and get deep into this. And I think a lot of us could help a lot of people and that's the real goal here because yeah, there's one thing of getting yourself up, but, uh, it really doesn't matter till you're helping others. I mean, uh, that's that's always me i i'm way more of a knight in shining armor than i am for, for others than i am for myself and that's something that i have to work on as well so this all helps in, in both ways of uh, getting yourself back to that position and then helping others which is your real purpose which is really what fulfills you so uh fantastic so much information there guys on bethmartins.com and let's uh, also give some love and a shout out to Steve, uh, Steve Mercer, the associate producer here. I just always gotta mention him because he does such a great job keeping the ball rolling for me. And thank you, Steve. I mean, my God, it's been just you know so long now that you've been behind the scenes. And if you guys want to help Steve out uh, with guest suggestions, show thoughts, or anything like that, it's producer Steve at FreemanTV.com. That's his email, producer Steve at freemantv.com, or write me, freeman at freemantv.com. Very easy to find. And, of course, on Twitter or x at freemantv as well. So uh, go check all that out. Always interesting information, all this stuff going on. And if you haven't yet come over and tried subscribing, come on and dig in. Uh, Try it for a month. You know, it's cheap, and you just dig in, and you get all of it without having to worry about that of course now my videos are going up on rockfin.com slash freeman tv uh because i have been banned everywhere all over the place and i i I really don't even know why i would love to hear thoughts on why people think i'm banned i got some thoughts and theories about it but man you know it's pretty wild to be one of those that is censored uh it's just something that i don't know (laughs) it's crazy times guys but here we are we survived 923 again (laughs) <laughs> and uh and the world is going into crazy chaos uh that's but... beautiful
1: huge shout out to Steve I love you Steve thank you you're you're definitely the reason that uh, Freeman and I connected so
0: absolutely and, and we're going to bond more uh but yes, so come on over and if you haven't yet, check out the flash drive, 30 gigabytes of everything. So I can't present everything on my website anymore because uh, well, it's all been banned and blocked and barred. So I've put it all on a flash drive for you. It's, it's uh, 30 gigabytes just completely loaded with anything and everything. I mean, the, this information goes so far back guys, you know, 2005 and you will learn so much and you get that flash drive, you're good for a decade. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's got everything you need. So please come over to freemantv.com and check it out. Help support my efforts and keep this information rolling. Thank you all so much. And we will see you next week.